1: Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care
0: of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dory Schaffrier. And we're not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
1: And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability.
0: But again, we're podcast hosts, we're not experts. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. got to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. Reach out to them. Don't, don't
1: just talk to us.
0: No, don't just talk to us. That's a bad idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're great, but like we're not <laughs> the end of the road here. If you do want to reach us, mm-hmm. we love to hear from you. Our voicemail number and you can text us here too is 781-591-0390 and our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com.
0: And just a reminder, you can visit our website forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. Follow us on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast. Join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash forever35podcast. The password is Serums. And you can sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. Oh, and also you can shop our fave products at shopmy.us slash forever35. Dory, I want to talk about body piercing today.
1: Okay. All right. Because I I took my youngest child to get her ears pierced this weekend. And unlike how I have pierced all my ears, all my ears, how I have pierced all the holes in my ears, and unlike how my first daughter got her ears pierced, we went to a professional body piercing shop.
0: Cool. Okay. I'm listening. Um,
1: and it's called, I just want to give them a shout out. It's called Golden Age Body Piercing. It's in the Eagle Rock section of Los Angeles. They were fantastic. And wow. yeah, and the reason it's, just, it's better to get pierced by a body piercer than with the little earring guns that they have at jewelry mm. shops, I think okay for a variety of reasons. But that is my understanding in the like Googling I have done. So we went here and we had such, my daughter had such a great experience. It was very sweet. The piercer, doing the pier- the person doing the piercing was amazing and they just took really good care of her. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, I want to get, I want to get more stuff pierced. Like it kind of, it reignited the, the desire to pierce, which is something I have. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, like, what are you going to pierce? I'm thinking like a little cart. There's like a little kind of
0: cartilage chunk that's
1: kind of on the inside of your ear. I don't know what this part of the ear is called.
0: I know what you're talking about. I also don't know what it is called, but I know what you're talking about. I'm sure cartilage chunk is not
1: what. I mean, we don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, Now I'm looking up part of the ear and seeing if I can find it. But I bet you know what I'm talking about when I say yes yes. Tragus? Tragus. Oh, the Tragus. Okay. I think that's what it's called. Tragus. I already have the upper part of my ear pierced. I've got four other holes in that ear and then I've got three holes in my other ear. So I'm kind of like running out of some room in my ears. And I don't think I would Mm. do anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I have had... Belly button, eyebrow, and nose pierced at points in my life. But I don't know. It just, it was, it was, I forgot how fun it can be to pierce and how, like, what a n- cool form of self expression it is. And just, they had so many cool options also. Like, the world of piercing has gotten so much better since I last like had a needle shoved in my face. It was just, it was just intriguing. It was intriguing, is all Uh, I'll say. And I I just, okay,
0: you know, we've talked
1: about like tattoos and other forms of like body work, self expression, and self care. But like, I just kind of was intrigued by piercing, and I think especially piercing is often. And I also want to say, like, I'm speaking. Uh, as a white American woman, like culturally piercing appears differently, right? Like it's a different parts Mm. of different cultures in different ways. So Mm -hmm. I want to make sure Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm speaking as as, from my perspective, I don't want to be trying to represent anybody else, but I do find that often it is seen as a younger person's thing. And I'm interested in people Mm -hmm. who choose to get pierced later in life. Like you don't often see a 70-year-old going out and getting their nose pierced as opposed to a 17-year-old. Right, 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 right. So I don't know. I just – I had that I had that feeling. It reminded me of when I was younger and I would be like, ooh, I want to go get pierced. That kind of ex- like impulsive excitement feeling that I haven't felt about something like this in a while. When my first daughter got her ears pierced, she like got in the car after camp and was like, take me now. And I, I was like, okay. So we went to just, you know, like your usual Claire's. And I think I also got my ear pierced that day too, just to like, as a sign of solidarity, I got like a hole repierced. So I wanted to do that yesterday with my, or the other day with my other daughter, but they didn't have any availability. But she was also like horrified at the prospect of me getting more piercings.
0: Oh that's really funny.
1: Um, I think just to bug like I don't think she has real qualms. I think it's more just what she thinks she's supposed to say to her parent. But I was like, "Motherfucker, oh. I can get pierced." It's like almost You're a cool a mom. Yeah. <laughs> I've still got it. I might have a tragus piercing someday.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Anyway, I don't yeah. know. Do you ever feel That's the really urge funny. to? I know you don't have your ears pierced, and I know you have kind of a, a a complicated relationship with metal and jewelry and the way your body reacts to it. So I don't know if this is something you still have think about. But I was curious well, if it's I, appealing to you. My at ears
0: all. actually are pierced. I have two holes in each ear, um, but I cannot wear earrings. They are essentially closed up mm. because they got really infected and I had to go on antibiotics and like, it was just like Oof. a whole thing. And like, I'm sure I could have found something that maybe didn't irritate my ear, but like at that point it had been so traumatic. That must've been really painful. Lori. And gross that yeah. I was like, forget it. Um, and then in college I got my nose pierced and didn't have like, as extreme a reaction, but like it definitely got infected. And I was just mm-hmm. like, this is just not, this is not worth it. This has also been partly why I've never gotten a tattoo because I'm like, my skin's just not going to like this. It's just not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> Which <So>. is <laughs> Um So yeah. So that's, that's that. I, Have I? I'm not going to get anything pierced because it's just not worth it to me to like even go there. And it's not something that I seem to like. My skin sensitivities do not seem to be something that I've outgrown. If anything, they've like they maybe have gotten worse. Mm. So I'm just like, nope. That's just a thing that I'm just not gonna do. You're just gonna have to get get bleach your hair and express yourself in other ways totally i'm just gonna get a temporary tattoo sleeve Ooh, that uh, temporary tattoo could be interesting i, I will say <laughs>
1: one thing i did one thing that was fascinating oh. with this piercer is he suggested my daughter not twist her earrings like remember how we were taught to oh like, yeah, yeah, twist? yeah yeah yeah, yes. he was like yes. no your body knows what to do it's <laughs> like oh okay wow Oh, that's in times are a changing
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting.
1: It was interesting. Um, Anywho, I I don't know. I would love to hear about people's experiences with body piercing. Talk to me. Tell us about it. Are you doing it now? Are you tempted? Did you do it when you were younger? Like, do you feel like it's a young person's game? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I don't mm -hmm. know. I would just love to, how are you caring for your piercings? Just, you know, lay it on us.
0: Yeah. Let us know. All right, Kate. Mm. We got a text from a listener about Agatha Christie, who said, it's worth watching the Drunk History episode that retells the story of Agatha Christie's disappearance. It's excellent. And there is a YouTube link here,
1: mm-hmm. a link to Include the show that. notes. Mm-hmm.
0: I never watched Drunk History. I heard it was
1: very funny. Oh, my God. Drunk History is so funny. And I went and watched this episode, and actually the person that tells the story is an acquaintance from my old UCB comedy days, Alison Rich. Oh. And it stars Kirsten Dunst and her husband, Jesse Plemons. Kirsten Dunst wow. is Agatha Christie. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, Drunk History is really funny, um, if you've never watched it. And I, there was a lot in here that I did not know. I, I, I always learn something whilst watching Drunk History.
0: Well, I'm gonna have to check this out. Yes, thank but you, definitely Kate. watch. And definitely watch you, this one.
1: Yeah, thank you, listener. <sighs>
0: um, here's
1: another text we received. It's my forever thirty-five birthday today. And thanks to you all and your reframing, I've never been so excited to get to a milestone that our culture tells us we should be ashamed and fearful of. Hmm. Mm. Well, welcome. Welcome over to the other side here. Happy birthday. You know what's so, like, bonkers about what this listener wrote? not what? Not what they wrote, but just their observation, which is very accurate, is, like, our culture is obsessed with, like, you can't get... you They want... Like, the, there's a cultural ideal of, like, getting as old as you possibly can while never looking like you're aging. Like, it's such a... Mm-hmm. It's such a conundrum that we are... Mm-hmm. Because... It's not that culturally age like or culturally we don't want to get older. We do It's just that we want our body to never change, not we, right. I mean like a royal we right like
0: yes, 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 society, and society's
1: we <laughs> and it's just I just I mean, I know we all know that, but I was just thinking about this of like they love it when you're thirty five as long as you have the skin of a fifteen year old right. Anyway, basically, you can't win and welcome. Welcome. We're happy to have you here. No shame, no fear.
0: (laughs) All right, Kate, let's take a little breaky break. Okie dokie.
1: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35.
0: All right, Kate, we have returned. Hello. And we have an email. Hi, Kendor. I'm in my early 30s and have just started dating. It just wasn't something that was talked about in my household. My parents started to suggest dating once my sister and I got to college. I also have had alopecia since I was a child, so that was always part of my insecurity. I wear a wig and have only told close friends. With that plus inexperience with dating, I've always felt like a late bloomer. This year had a lot of wins for me. First, I joined NAAF, which is the National Alopecia Areata Foundation, and a local support group. Mm -hmm. Then I started seeing a therapist who is amazing. After working with her, I decided to join Hinge and start dating. I've met a few guys so far, but they've kind of fizzled out. The guy I started seeing recently is really sweet and incredibly honest. We've been on two dates so far. He's also super observant and considerate of my social interactions and space needs. I'm an introvert. Basically, he's expressed romantic interest, and I really like him too. But when exactly do we make things official?
1: Whenever you want.
0: This is a real, like, it depends kind of situation. Yeah. And I guess also
1: official kind of means different things to different people, right? Like, I I, I mean, I I feel like you Gen Zers, like, You're doing things totally differently than we did 20, 30 Mm -hmm. years ago. So, um, you know, I really think one, I just think like listener, it sounds like one, you're doing so many great things to take care of yourself. I'm glad you're seeing this therapist like nailing it. You're just doing it. Um, It sounds like this person that you've met is communicative and and thoughtful and would be open to a conversation, especially since he has expressed romantic interest. I think you can um, you can kind of open up the conversation with them.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think one thing that I would say is I think it's worth having a conversation before if and when you decide to have sex with this person um, to find out, are they having sex with anyone else? What is their status with STIs like i think it's good to just like have that conversation and then you can kind of use that data as you wish like if they tell you like yes i'm sleeping with other people and that's not like that's not something you're comfortable with then that kind of leads to other conversations um so i don't know that's that's kind of my feeling on it
1: i also love that you have the resource of your therapist. And I think that you could, my suggestion would be to, to kind of understand what your expectations are before you get into the conversation with this person. Um, mm. And I feel like therapy can be a great place to kind of figure out like, what are my what does being in a relationship look like to me like what does being official with this person look like to me like what are my expectations what am i willing to give like what are you know i just think knowing that about yourself is or just kind of learning that about yourself because you've just started dating and um you know this relationship like every relationship is you learn about yourself in relationships and you learn about yourself period right so like yes. i think just being observe, ob, uh, observing yourself and your needs and also being gentle with yourself. Like if this might be the first person that you've had a romantic relationship with, um, it's, go- there's going to, it's going to be, a a learning experience too. every relationship is whether you've been dating for 50 years or you're going on your first date ever. I mean, it really is always about like learning and gaining perspective, I
0: think. I think that's a really good way of putting it, Kate.
1: And have fun, you know? Yeah. Have, have fun. Enjoy your time mm-hmm. getting to know this person. Hmm. Very good advice. I would love to hear more advice for like the new, the, the newly dating people who are yeah. starting dating. And like, how do you know, like, when do you make things official at, It's such an interesting, like I haven't had to do this in so long, so I don't really know how it works. But like, what do you say? Are you like, are we official now? Like, are we not dating other people? Or like, do, you know, maybe you're in a um, non-monogamous relationship. So like being official looks like something different. Like we are, I don't know. You know, like there's so many layers of the conversation to be had.
0: Have you deleted your profile from dating apps? Like, yeah. Do we want to do that? Like maybe we don't. There's a lot of levels. So
1: many things. Like official doesn't mean the same thing for every person
0: yes totally Mm,
1: what does official mean to you Mm -hmm. for me it means that you have to save certain tv shows that are just for
0: us oh interesting i
1: like having a tv show with my partner Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay
0: okay Okay.
1: All right. right. Um, Here's another email we received. Hi, Kate and Dory. My in-laws and I have very different lifestyles, habits, and gifting styles. They accumulate and keep lots of stuff. My husband has complained about how many times he's single-handedly had to clean out their garage because it's always full. I'm not going to say they're hoarders, but they are sentimental and love to keep everything. Anyway, now that we have kids, they love to give them lots and lots of stuff. At Christmas, they each get their own stocking, and it's full of individually wrapped toys and trinkets. Unfortunately, these items are also super cheap and typically break after one use or soon after. It's the same for Easter baskets or even just a random visit. My husband says to just let it go because it means so much to his parents. I totally get that. And again, I don't want to be a jerk in all this. However, I get frustrated because then we have to clean up the junk and the packaging or throw out the stuff that breaks or explain to my kid why this isn't working anymore. I'd much prefer it if they can use the money for something longer lasting or contribute to their college fund or check in with us about what they actually need. I'm not sure the best way to approach this, or do I just internally scream and leave it alone? Kate, Dory, thoughts? Dory, are we both no, punting go, this to the other?
0: You go first. Uh, I have thoughts, <sighs> but you go first, listener.
1: I think this might be the time when you internally scream. I think you can have the conversation, and for sure. And I support all your reasons, and I support your intentions, and I. Totally get where you're coming from, but I'm not sure that they're going to change, and it might be something that becomes something you have to one of those things you have to accept, even though it do- it's not working for you. And and I also think, and I this I'm gonna I'm gonna guess what Dory's gonna say, which is like if this is a conversation you're going to have, I think your husband's got to. It's your husband's parents, right? Like he's got to be, you got to be on the same team as this because this feels to me like he's saying, let it go. And if you want to have this conversation with them, it has to come from both of you because like, you have to be a team on this as as you do with your partner in all things. But like, it's going to be even more frustrating if you say this and he's, and he doesn't care. And then it's going to be kind of mixed signals for his parents. And so it's got to be a united front, team decision, how you're going to handle it. Um, and I think you make a team decision the other way of like, we're just going to deal with it and move on. Dory? Okay, that, was,
0: that was pretty much 100% what I was going to say. Oh my God.
1: Okay. Tell me. Tell me. I
0: was going to say, have have one conversation with them about it. And if nothing changes, you let it go. Mm -hmm. This to me, as annoying as this is, and I fully get it, this to me does not seem like a hill to die on or like a battle to wage with um, Mm in-laws or, you know, or parents for that matter. Mm -hmm. To me, Mm -hmm. this sounds like the way you describe this individually wrapped trinkets, like I see someone going to a lot of care and trouble to, you know, these... I hear you when these things when you say these things sound like junk, but like they're individually wrapped like that actually like takes a lot of time and thought, mm. and I see someone who like this is their love language, they clearly have a lot of attachment to things, you describe them as like essentially hoarders, and this is like who they are, and I feel like yes, you could have that conversation with them, and it sounds like you really want to. I don't think they're going to change and I think it would probably like actually hurt them to change Mm. because they don't see expression of love in the same way. Like I, I and this is me just like extrapolating, but my suspicion is that they would bristle at the thought of just putting money in your kids' college funds for Mm. Christmas Mm -hmm. to them. I think that doesn't feel like a gift that doesn't feel special. They want, they want the spectacle of the kids unwrapping the stuff on Christmas morning. That is important to them. And like, honestly, like they're not going to be around forever. I think you just honor that and you deal with the junk. And you, totally. and you let it go and you move on. I personally, I, I personally, I personally would probably not even have the conversation, but I feel like if you're go, if you like feel called to do that, do it, but just don't go into it with expectations. And look, I am happy to be com- proven completely wrong. Maybe you have this conversation and they're like, Oh my gosh, we just never thought about that. We're happy to ask you what your kids need. And like in that case, great. Um, so yeah. I
1: I, uh-huh, I totally agree with you. Totally, well done, Dory. Uh, thanks. I love being agreed with. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's why, but I, mean, I do agree with you. So that's why we work well together. Uh, totally. All right, Dory. Let's take another break, and we'll come back and hear from a couple more folks. Okie dokie. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of. Our skin as we get older, and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory.
0: Mm, okay. Which is okay. I there's a
1: bull on my <sighs> neck and chest.
0: Okay, we are back. We got a response to, um, I can't remember if it was a call or an email, to a listener who um, communicated with us about Mm. friends that they had kind of like lost touch with and they didn't really know how to like resurrect the friendship, I guess. Is that an accurate depiction of what that message was?
1: Yes, I think that is exactly right. Like how do okay. I I am f- embarrassed, but how do I rekindle yeah. these friendships? Yes.
0: Okay. So we got some advice from a listener here. One, re feeling weird slash bad about now staying in touch. Or do they mean not staying in touch here? I, I think, think they not mean staying not. In touch. Yeah. I'm gonna take that again. One re feeling weird slash bad about not staying in touch. Communication is a two way street. If you haven't kept in touch, neither of your friends and nobody is to blame. It happens. Two, that said, it's normal to feel weird about reaching out. Break the ice anyways. A, hey, I miss you. Want to catch up soon? Text is usually well received. Plus doing some of the work to plan. I'm around Sunday morning if you're free for a call. This works, but I also strongly recommend building on the bond and connection that's already there. Did you just hear a song on the radio that you used to scream sing together in your dorm in college? Text them and reminisce. Send a recipe that you made that you think they'd enjoy or a meme that reminds you of an inside joke you have. These are small, low stakes things that can maintain the connection and get rid of the it's been so long. Will it be weird if I reach out feeling? Three, another option is to accept the friendships for what they are. It is okay if you have friends that you don't text or call frequently, but enjoy spending time with when you manage to get together. The listener expressed worry. They might not have anything to talk about over the phone. You might not be wrong about that, depending on the friendship. Know your friends and what communication works for them. I have long-distance friends I text constantly, but never call. I have one friend who I talk to on the phone for hours. We schedule times. We're both on walks to catch up. Other friends, I pretty much never text or call, and it's like no time has passed when I see them. Figure out your communication style with different friends and find what works. And I repeat, if it's not natural to call slash text frequently, that is okay. Love to this listener. It's hard to make new friends and to keep up old ones from afar. I think this is such great advice. I think this is really good advice. Um And... It's like, it's made me think about a lot of things about like my friendship style.
1: Mm, Go on, Dory.
0: And the relationship I have with friends, like older friends versus newer friends. And it's been like an interesting like internal journey for me. And I wonder if that is, I wonder if that is partly what this listener is also going through. Because I think in the past I had an avoidant attachment style. Okay. So here is, here is a definition of avoidant attachment style. Avoidant attachment types are extremely independent, self-directed, and often uncomfortable with intimacy. They're commitment phobes and experts at rationalizing their way out of any intimate situation. They regularly complain about feeling crowded or suffocated when people try to get close to them. So, like, this was, like very me, I think for a long time. Um, and I would like often describe friends as like clingy or needy. And like, I was just avoidant, I think.
1: And no, I'm not like
0: that, but I think it was a, it was a protect, it was a self defense protection mechanism. Sure.
1: Now, wait, did you do some sort of like attachment style quiz? Like, no,
0: are we all I doing didn't. this now?
1: Are we all thinking about adult attachment styles the same way we think about like love languages?
0: Maybe? I think so. Okay. There there was a big New York Times article that was like everyone's talking about attachment styles. Yeah, I feel like that's um, why this is in my brain. Yes. Yeah. I haven't actually read like an actual book about it. I've just like done my own thinking on it and just thinking about like just like examining my relationships over the years. And how I'm so much more like secure and confident in myself now. And I think I have I think my friendships are different now.
1: That's sorry, this got
0: really deep. I love it.
1: I think that's really interesting. I'm I'm totally open to that. I mean, the more we grow and experience personal growth as a human, of course we're gonna change how we are as a friend.
0: Right or and or, so, or like
1: lose personal growth. I mean, go the opposite. Yes, direction. and
0: you know it's interesting. Like I have some friends from like from college or just you know young adulthood, let's say, and I've noticed that like our the way we interact with each other and our relationship feels the same in a lot of ways as it did twenty years ago which worked for me then because I also didn't really want to get too close to anyone, but doesn't like really work for me now. And I feel like I need more from certain friendships than like perhaps they're able to give me because I also want to give more now. That's lovely. Thank you, Kate. So that's why I text you all the time. I mean, not enough, in my opinion.
1: (laughs) Bring on more texts. I feel like sometimes I'm I'm like
0: recovering. I'm a recovering avoidant. (laughs) So just like bear with me. There (laughs) are some days where I'm like,
1: I'm just waiting for Dory to wake up because I want to talk to her so bad. Like I've some, but I have like real dog energy. You know, like I'm very. uh, I have to like like, like, pull back a little bit.
0: And uh, twenty years ago, I would have been like, "Mm, uh, I would have like ghosted you. Which is like shitty.
1: Twenty five years ago, I would have been. Re- I was really hanging out at fish shows, and you probably would have. Been we like, would not no have been thanks. friends twenty five years no. ago. We definitely. You were would into not Liz Fair. I would have been like,
0: oh no, too emo for me. As my kids, yeah. would yeah. I was a real like Emily the Strange. Yeah,
1: and I was. You who
0: is pretty avoidant. I mean, like she doesn't want anyone to get close to her. Well, I am very I don't I mean I need to now I mean Wednesday Adams. So. Hello. <gasps>
1: God, that show is so good. <laughs> Not to change the subject. Uh, Wednesday is very avoidant. Yes. I'm a re- you know what I am a real Enid. I think I have Enid I think I might have some sort of Enid energy oh, with like but with Wednesday undertones, because I tend to kind of push people away and get I don't know, I'm a fucking mess. Let's we'll get into me some other time. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so this, Oof. this, uh, the original email, and then mm-hmm. this, e- like, I've just kind of been thinking about these things lately. So, anyway. Well, here we Dory, are.
1: thank you for digging so deep into your own growth. I appreciate I mean, the vulnerability. Isn't that
0: what we're here for?
1: It turns out it is. You know, sometimes I chuckle to myself because. We like to talk about serums but What we really like to talk about is like the psyche of the human mind. I mean, whoa. We're getting into totally. it. Totally. Well, look. Oh, what I love doing this podcast. Great to great to hear from you and our listeners on all these things. Oh, I mean likewise. All right, all right everybody. Bye.
0: Bye.